0: All right, my name's Josh Allen. Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. Today I have with me uh, Ben Carroll. He is running for sheriff in Clay County. Uh, welcome, Ben. Uh, you know, Thank you for spending some time with me today. Oh,
1: it's my pleasure.
0: Thanks, Josh. Well, yes, sir. I know that you're running for sheriff. I'm sure people are, are at least a little bit familiar with your name. So my first question to you would be just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you want to be sheriff in Clay County.
1: Well, Josh, I'm... Uh... Police officer for almost forty-one years. Uh, before me, my dad was a police officer. Back in from the early '60s, my dad actually put James Earl Ray in prison after he uh, was convicted of killing Dr. King. Oh wow! Um, I, I've been around law enforcement a long time. Uh, I've done every job there is to do in law enforcement, from pushing a patrol car around to beat on midnight shift to being a police chief and a federal agent. Oh, wow. And uh, so I've got a lot of experience. I spent my last uh, 13 years with the Clay County Sheriff's Office on the SWAT team. I actually retired uh, on active duty with the SWAT team. Uh, One of the first guys to do that. I was the oldest guy to ever get on the SWAT team. Um, uh, As I came to the end of my career, uh, I was blessed with the ability to start a company called Ground Operations Development, or G-O-D. We tell everybody we work for God. And we train SWAT teams across the country. Uh, We're becoming one of the top SWAT trainers and most recognized SWAT trainers. In addition to that, uh, we give 10% of our gross income each year to uh, Seamark Ranch, which is the uh, children's orphanage here in Clay County. Oh,
0: that's cool. And
1: uh, when, when God gives money to an orphanage, The accountants want to know uh, what person God used to give you that money. Right. uh, That led to churches that support this orphanage uh, finding out about us, and that led to us developing church security plans and uh, safety programs. Uh, The FBI took us up to uh, Virginia, to the campus of uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network about two years ago. And... uh, the FBI's InfraGuard took us up there, and along with nine other programs from across the country. And at the end of the conference, we were selected as the program of choice wow. uh, for church safety and security, which opened the door for us to also help Christian schools, charter schools, and private schools with their security, which we launched this year. Um, so our company is uh, doing quite well. Uh, we were contacted by the country of Bangladesh this year, and they asked us to come help train their new anti-terrorism unit. So uh, we we get around quite a bit. We've got a lot of really top-notch guys in the tactical and military communities that uh, work with us. And uh, so that kind of led to the opportunity to run for the Clay County Sheriff's Office a little bit ago. Uh, Some of the guys uh, approached me and uh, asked me if I would run. And after a lot of deliberation and a lot of prayer, God opened the door for me to run. Okay. So um, I hope to bring a lot of the uh, skills I've learned over the years uh, to the Clay County Sheriff's Office, not just in the tax community. Uh, I have a master's degree in public administration, and uh, I teach for Barry University School of Government, and I teach budgeting and finance, strategic planning, human resources, and ethics. And. Uh, so a lot of the command staff that, it, that are currently with the Clay County Sheriff's Office have been my students. So uh, I bring a lot of that to the table. And because I retired with the Sheriff's Department, I know where its weaknesses are, but I know where its strengths are as well. Right. So I have a very defined vision for the Sheriff's Department, and I can hit the ground running. It's not like I'm going to come in and go, okay, where do I start? Right. Um, I'm the only guy in the race that's retired from the Sheriff's Department. And I'm the only guy in the race right now that has any length of service with the Clay County Sheriff's Department. There is one other candidate that did work for him uh, for CSO for about six years. He's a good man, but uh, I have a lot more experience in administration uh, th- than he would uh, being a former police chief and federal agent. One thing I did do, I've got a real strong background as well in communications. I built CSX Railroad's Emergency Operations Center for them here in Jacksonville many, many years ago. Uh, It covers 22 states and two provinces in Canada, and it still operates just like I built it uh, about 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. So uh, I have a lot of experience in in the administrative area of running agencies.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, along with the normal – things that go along with, you know, running, policing a community or, or a county. You know, uh, the the sheriff's office is a large entity. It's a large organization. So I think, you know, administrative skills probably would be a, a skill set that we would want, you know, somebody running for sheriff to have. Sounds like you have a pretty a pretty uh, distinct plan in your head for, for what you would do as sheriff. Can you give a summary of, like, like, what, what are some of the things that you would do? Like, what's the, you know, sort of cast a vision a little bit of what you would do as sheriff uh, if you're elected?
1: Well, let's just, okay, let's just hit some of the highlights. Sure. Um, first of all, one of the greatest um, one of the greatest challenges Clay County's going to face over the next 5, 10, 15 years is going to be with that new beltway coming through its growth. Right. Growth is going to bring in everything from, You know, most crime is crime of opportunity. You don't have a lot of really professional diamond thieves or bank robbers that are living in Clay County and hitting Clay County. Most of the stuff is crimes of opportunity, and growth brings in crimes of opportunity. So with the new Beltway coming in, we've got to manage growth in a very positive way. We've got to incentivize developers to build quality developments within Clay County and to make sure that when we build these new developments that we're looking at crime-fighting measures from the very beginning. For developers that come in and want to build quality buildings, then we need to let them do it, and we need to help them any way we can. Those people that come in and want to build real cheap fly-by-night buildings that are going to look bad in a very short period of time, then we need to encourage them and incentivize them to build more quality things that are family-oriented, and we know things that we know from law enforcement will hold down crime, right. uh, crimes of opportunity passing through Clay County. So the way you do that, how you manage growth, which also impacts your crime and, or your drugs and everything else, is that you have to have a strategic plan. That strategic plan has to look at where you've been, where you're at now, and where you're going. And to do that, you have to be able to do what's called job task analysis. And then from that job task analysis, you need to be able to do a manpower allocation study. And from there, resource allocation. That plan has to measure up or coincide with the county's comprehensive plan. So we have to look at where the county's going and make sure the sheriff's department is supporting that. And through that, once that plan is, now you can lay out your growth for the next 5, 10, 15 years. That's something that I want to do in the door, as well as several audits that need to be done just to say, okay, we know where we're starting from. That that right there will get us started is to right. perform that or to develop that strategic plan. Often the strategic plan is is whipped out real quick and a lot of thought and study it and put into it and But no, we need to go down and and take a lot of time and effort to make sure we do this right. Now, everything that we do as an agency must support that strategic plan. And the county, county government is very much aware of where the sheriff's department is heading. And they agree with us on what we're trying to do. One of the next things I want to do then is to bring transparency and streamline the Clay County Sheriff's Office. And to do that. You have to involve the county commission and the public. So one thing I want to do is I want to start what's called CIDs, Criminal Incentive Districts. These would be five districts placed up underneath the county commission. The county commissioners would be able to say, hey, these are some of the things I'd like to see the sheriff's department doing as far as crime fighting in our area. Because we all know you can't fight crime the same way in Keystone as you do in Orange Park. Right? They're two differently environments. So we need to be able to give transparency and input from our community partners and from our county commissioners. That way they have some input. Plus it helps them to help plan their budgets in the future. So with that being said, we can, and it also opens the door for a lot of federal assistance through federal dollars. So with that being said, we, we can focus on how we're going to fight crime specifically to a geographic area, and let those citizens have direct input. Some of the other things I would like to do is streamline some of the current services that we're duplicating within the county, such as in our budgeting and finance office, in our technology department, within our uh, fleet maintenance service, and within our communications area. When we duplicate services, we generate additional costs that we don't normally need. If we can streamline these services, It allows the county to have some oversight into what the sheriff's department's doing it also allows people to ask questions before we start making large expenditures so these are things that i would like to do uh, in the door uh, to help the county not only save money but also to run a more efficient sheriff's department Uh, i have a lot of other things that i am uh, moving towards i'm a great proponent of public private partnerships. I have done studies for the sheriff's department already that I have submitted in previous administrations to save $20 million on just powering the jail alone. I'm working on a project right now, we're in discussions to save the county, and I'm not even sheriff yet, of saving the county about a half million dollars on a training facility. These are things that if I can save money to the county in large amounts, then I can also slow down the growth rate of government while still providing superior services to the, to the, uh, the taxpayer. And last but not least, I want to be known as a servant leader. I want to be known as a guy that comes in. I want to be the greatest servant to the men and women of the Clay County Sheriff's Office that they've ever had. Well, because the way in which I serve them is going to be the way in which they serve the community so i want to be i want to put the men before anything else the men and women of the clay county sheriff's office and by doing so they will put the citizens before they put before they put their interests forward as well so these are some of the things i'd like to do in a nutshell.
0: yeah that's good that's good i especially like the part you know about the uh, budget overlaps I, I don't know how many people realize um, you know, that the county budget is one big budget and the sheriff's office is a subset of that overall budget. So wherever you can find efficiencies and overlap and sort of, you know, eradicate redundancies, it, it could be a good way to save cost or, you know, reallocate that cost to something else that, that needs to be done that isn't getting done, right? So I think that's all that's all good stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that there's a lot of hubbub about, and I'm not going to name your name specifically and I'm not asking you to do it either. Uh, uh, there's a lot of hubbub about, uh, you know, Sheriffs having a different sort of uh, standard for their personal life and their professional life. Um, I just want sort of in general your thoughts on on, is it important for a sheriff to have personal integrity that matches their their on-the-job integrity?
1: Uh, As far as I go, what you see is what you get. Uh, I have walked away from jobs that have put my integrity in jeopardy. And, listen, no job, no title is worth my integrity. I, I go to sleep well at night because I know I'm not going to violate that standard that God put on my heart. Um, as police officers, we, uh, we live our life by a code, a code that we believe that God writes there on our hearts. And um, we just ask that the citizens of Clay County provide us with leadership that honors that code as well. And I believe that anybody that pins on the badge, understands what I'm talking about. And, yeah, sometimes people go down the wrong road. They make mistakes. And uh, as long as those mistakes weren't intentional or malicious, we need to be allowed to make those mistakes and learn from them. But at the same time, we have to own them as well. So if a man under my command made a mistake and it wasn't intentional or malicious, then I would be willing to let him learn from it and, and chart him a path of redemption on how he would come back. But at the same time, if it was malicious and intentional, then he's going to own it and I'm going to discipline him for it. Uh, so uh, that's the way I feel about uh, living your life as a police officer
0: in the public. Um, so you talked about how the county is growing um, and, and your plan there, and I think that's a great plan. Another thing that you talked about was uh, it sounds like you're, the company that you run now has a lot of experience dealing with sort of active shooter scenarios, right? Um, and, and I think like, you know, it sounds like you you have some expertise there um, that maybe some of the other candidates don't. I don't know. I, you know, I have some conversations lined up with some of the other candidates, but uh, do you feel that that your expertise in those fields would would be able to sort of elevate the the level of expertise across the the sheriff's office in handling those? If God forbid, you know, something awful like that were to happen within the boundaries of our county,
1: Josh. Josh, I'll share with you my attitude experience is extreme. And I don't know of anybody in the race that has my level of expertise in the area of active shooter. Matter of fact, the news stations here in Jacksonville, when there's active shooter events going on across the nation or in the state of Florida, I'm the one they call in as the guest commentator so I can explain to them how things are occurring. Matter of fact, the active shooter training that we've done in Clay County that we did down in Keystone several years ago, I I ran that. I operated. And a lot of the things that we have developed, in Active Shooter are now being used nationwide. So, And a lot of the plans I've written are most definitely some of the top plans going. And the FBI has even used my plans to help draft their plans. So when it comes to Active Shooter and uh, uh, responding to a hostile threat, uh, we will most definitely be a top-notch agency incapable capable of doing that. And I also focus not only on schools, But also other areas such as private businesses, commercial businesses, things like that, we can help them not only put put those avenues out that will allow them to deter that type of activity before it ever shows up.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, What's your your views in general? And, you know, it's it's hard to be super specific on something like this, but what are your views in general on uh, immigration laws? Um, you know, as far as enforcing immigration laws and, and, you know, there's a lot of fuss and and, and uh, talk amongst the country in various parts about, you know, certain cities are sanctuary cities and certain cities are not. If you if a sheriff's office led by Ben Carroll gets called from the federal government uh, to enforce immigration laws, is that something that you would handle in a way or, or would would you be a department that would maybe not do that? Like some of the other cities in the country that consider themselves sanctuary cities.
1: Oh, we're not going to be a sanctuary county Just tell you that right up front. Listen, I don't think we give enough uh, credit to our border and immigration uh, uh, units. They are very capable. And in in the eighties, when I was a law enforcement officer in central Florida, we used to go on raids with them and we were quite effective. I'd love to see those come back. Listen, if you're not in this country legally, You are draining down on the taxpayer of Clay County. You are taking services that they haven't paid for. And I don't agree with that. I believe that we have to have strict immigration policies, and it starts at the federal level, and we have to support them at the the local level as well. And so, uh, no, we're not going to have any questions of whether or not we're a sanctuary county. I wouldn't stand for that as, as the sheriff.
0: That's good. That's a very clear position. I uh, appreciate your clarification there. Another thing, there there is uh, in recent months been some uh, focus in the news on civil asset forfeiture. So there was a Supreme Court ruling recently that sort of uh, cast uh, some doubt on whether or not uh, police organizations should use civil asset forfeiture as a means to deter crime. Uh, there were some... Uh, obviously not Clay County, but some other law enforcement agencies across the country that were seizing assets for people that they thought were possibly involved in crime, um, but hadn't actually been accused of crimes Uh, under, under an organization run by Ben Carroll, would civil asset forfeiture be used as a preventive measure uh, to, to prevent crime? Or would that be something that you guys would employ only if somebody was accused of a crime or possibly, you know, convicted of a crime?
1: Well, first of all, uh, you don't do civil asset forfeiture when you're accused of a crime. It's only after they've been convicted of a crime do you go through the civil asset forfeiture. Right. Um, they have to be convicted. You just can't come in and take a, a U.S. citizen's property away of someone accused them of a crime. But uh, listen, if you're making your living committing crime and you're living eye on the hog uh, because you're committing crime, yeah, rest assured, we're going to come in and seize your assets. Uh, You're not – because, listen, when you're living on crime, people die. They give their lives to these things. People think that because you're selling drugs that nobody's getting hurt. That's not true. People are dying every day because of those drugs. And so, absolutely, if – I'm I'm not going to fund my agency on it, but it will most definitely be something we use to uh, not only deter crime, but – and you can't measure deterrence, understand – But you can sure enough think twice that people will go, okay, if he's going to take my house, my car, and everything else I've made off of making a living uh, selling drugs, maybe I'm not going to live in Clay County and maybe I won't uh, sell drugs in Clay County. So uh, absolutely, I would use the civil asset forfeiture laws uh, uh, to uh, deter those people from operating here.
0: But it sounds like, so the scenarios I was referencing before were, um, law enforcement agencies again, not Clay County, um, but you know, pretty some pretty prominent like large city agencies that were not actually following the laws. But it sounds like what you're saying is, you an uh, organization run by Men Carol would follow the law, and you would only be using that uh, civil asset forfeiture when it is legally appropriate to do so. Is that fair to say? Oh
1: yes, yeah, of yeah, course. Okay. Uh, we uh, we we most definitely listen. The Clay County uh, uh, Sheriff's Office has a staff attorney, and that staff attorney makes sure that we're following the laws for the letter. And uh, that's one thing we'll continue on with is a staff attorney. There's no way we're going to intentionally violate laws that uh, uh, are set down by our judicial process.
0: Sure. Yeah. And, you know, as I do a lot of these interviews, I'm going to be asking the same sorts of questions to everyone because I want, you know, just everyone, these are just some general questions. This is, again, Last couple questions, and my next question, are not Clay County specific, or even anything specific to to Ben Carroll. It's just a general question. My last sort of general question: um, There's a lot of focus across the country on uh, you know officer involved shootings. Um, you know, there are a lot of uh, incidents that that people want to characterize as maybe you know racial in nature, and and one of the proposed solutions in certain jurisdictions has been to equip officers with body cams, um, so that interactions are recorded and if something awful were to happen, you know, everything's on tape and you can sort of see, like, here's what happened. Um, what's your What are your thoughts on on equipping officers to have body cams to sort of give a record of what happens and, and to a certain extent protect the officers so that they can't be accused of maybe doing something they didn't actually do?
1: Well, basically I'm indifferent to body cams. I'm not for them or against them. Um, it's uh, developing technology that's not Fully here yet because you have storage issues with uh, that technology and storage uh, generates uh, a budget line item. And uh, one of the things that I want to do is I want to do zero based budgeting. In other words, at the end of the year, you get back what you haven't spent and you don't try to spend it all before the end of the year. You operate that budget. Now, with that being said, then, and it's directly related to this question, is then you go to, you move towards program-based budgeting, and if those programs that you submit forward are agreed upon by your county commissioners, then you incorporate them into your department philosophy. Right. So if the county commissioners, say, through their criminal incentive district, would like to see body cams in their area, then absolutely we'll look at them and the cost of them, and if that's what they want, then we'll add them in, because not everybody is for body cams sure. or thinks that they're extremely necessary. You have to allow the public input to to say how they want the crime or, or the sheriff's department to operate within their geographical area. So maybe that's important in Orange Park, but maybe that's not important out in Middleburg. Right. So we have to allow those areas. Maybe the guys in Orange Park do wear body camps. And that county commissioner makes sure that we have that program approved for his area. My goal is to bring transparency and input from the public into the sheriff's department so that this becomes more of an agency of the public, that we become, first and foremost, public servants. We want to protect you and we want to serve you. And with that mentality, that's the way the guy at the top of the agency has to behave. He has to protect his men and women of the department and he has to serve them well. And so that's what I intend to do.
0: That's great. That's great. Thank you for, you know, thank you for that clarification. I think that's good. Uh, it, it's it's very refreshing to hear any candidate for any office say, you know, we're going to, we're going to evaluate geographically or even, you know, be, maybe even based on like groups of people, not necessarily geographically, but we're going to do at the micro level, what we think is appropriate in different places. And, and I think that that sort of flexibility I think is, is a good thing. It's a, that is a good mindset in my opinion, uh, to have uh, when you're dealing with any large group of people, whether it's policing or, or, or whatever it may be in general. So, all right, those are all the questions I have for you. I want to give you one last chance to sort of, you know, if you want to give a quick message to the voters in Clay County, like if, if you could say anything you wanted to say to the people of Clay County to, to tell them why they should vote for you, let it rip.
1: Well, uh, I hadn't really prepared a closing speech or anything. No worries. But uh, uh, I've been a police officer a long time. And uh, I've seen a lot of men come into the, men and women come into this job, and uh, their desire when they come in is to help people, to serve them. Um, over the years, um, I've seen agencies crush that spirit, and those people wonder who is on their side. The public seems to be against them, but sometimes it seems like the administration of the agency is something that they have to fight as well. I want the men and women of the Clay County Sheriff's Office to know I'm going to be a sheriff that looks out for them. I understand we make mistakes, and as we do, we'll own them from the sheriff down. And we will learn from those mistakes, and we will make sure that we don't make them again. And when we're right, though, I will stand behind them 110%. But when we're wrong, you won't have to fight me to get me to admit I'm wrong. So with that being said, I hope the people of Clay County will join me and be a part of this agency with me because a sheriff's department can't be successful without the community. When I was with the Clay County Sheriff's Office at one time, I had a neighborhood watch program that had over 1,200 people involved in around-the-clock patrols. And in the Fleming Fleming Island area, we dropped the crime rate by 22%. For two years straight, simply because we had the public participating with the sheriff's department. And that's what I want to do. I want to involve the public into helping us fight crime in Clay County, protecting our families, and making sure this is a safe place, not only for us right now, but for our children and our grandchildren. So I'd appreciate their votes if that is also their idea and their vision for for Clay County. And I appreciate you, Josh, for letting me uh, have this opportunity to share that.
0: Well, yeah, man, I appreciate you—you know—coming on, and uh, you know, appreciate your time.